Alright, well, welcome forth along tonight. I'm here for my friends, Scott and Matt. Matt finally decided to show up. And all I have to say is, UGG! Fucking UGG! You guys are wasting your time this weekend. I wasted some money, too. (laughs) His time and his money. I didn't spend any time watching the Royals this weekend. Mama Hammer didn't get to see a win. What kind of bullshit is that? I was like, hey. Didn't even get to see a good game. No. Well, they ain't had a good game in a week. So and last night. Yeah, which, which I turned off. Thank God I did too. I, I was I was I came in this morning. <laughs> I came in this morning and I, I don't know I don't know I don't know what I had done. But I, I go in and oh, I was, suicide to watch. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, Roger, please tell me that the fucking Royals went ahead and lost last night. Because I shut that thing down when it was seven and nothing. I gave up. Eight. At, I gave up at four. Well, I I made it through. I gave up. After I made Sanders it through Zane. Irvin Santana before I shut her down. Wow, I gave and, up at uh, Singer. Yeah. So uh, I'm like, please tell me that there was no fantastic comeback and, and they won. And he's like, Yeah, that's yeah. He's like, Well, I mean, they tied it in the ninth. Shut. The fuck up. And then they lost. I don't know. I don't know what I would have done had I stayed and watched the whole thing just to watch them lose. I'm glad I did not. Me Because I would have been... I would have been pissed. Yeah. I didn't watch. I just followed it on my phone. So... Yeah. Uh, I I was uh, incredibly frustrated because... The inning I stopped watching was Singer's. That guy could the not fourth catch. fourth inning? Yeah, the guy could not catch a fucking break. No. Outside of that triple, which was a well-hit ball, but Michael Taylor played it horribly. Um, there wasn't a ball that got out of the outfield, got into the outfield that was not any 80-mile-an-hour velocity. They were just dropping him into the outfield. And he just could not catch a fucking break. You know, a lot of times I like to, uh, on this podcast, and maybe to some people's nauseam, I like to compare something from football with something from baseball. Well, this time I'm going to do the exact opposite. I'm going to compare something with baseball, or football, to to something with baseball. And I thought about this, and and until we talked about it this afternoon, I I, I had my head that I was going to compare the Royals to a college football team that was feasting on, you know, Arkansas State or something in their non-con. And then they come up and start playing Alabama or, or Ohio State or, you know, whatever. They haven't won a month. But, yeah. But actually, I liked our comparison better Pittsburgh Steelers last year. Yeah. Mowed through, and then. But no, they didn't. Well, mow. no, they didn't mow. Record they, wise, they, they won. They, they kept won, winning. They won a bunch of games, and people sat around going, "I don't know how they're fucking doing it, but they do." Yeah, it was winning. smoke and mirrors. It was smoke and mirrors. Yeah, they and, weren't winning fifty-two to seven. Right, right, and you're just, you're just like, well, fuck. When are they going to lose? As soon as the schedule got harder. And then the the <laughs> second they lost, they didn't quit. No, they just kept going. 
And then that playoff game was so oh, atrocious. Oh, it was embarrassing. <laughs> yeah. It's like you guys should have. It's just... like you guys fell backwards into the playoffs. Yep. Yep. And it but showed. you made made it, and then you got a chance to redeem yourself. And did not. And you from the beginning gave up a opening record. snap. You re- you gave up a record thirty <laughs> fucking points in one quarter. Yeah. One which quarter, al- which also happened to be the first quarter. Eight, eight minutes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that game so, was over in eight minutes. Yeah. So that's what the Royals have done. Yes. Because I'll be honest with you, they haven't even been. Last night was the closest game they've had in... A week. He said, this has been about a week. It's been about a week. Yeah. We're going on about eight games. Yeah, I mean, unless you think eight to three is close. Nine to one. Seven to four. Se- seven to four isn't bad. But it's still not close enough to... We're, we're not talking four to three. But the yeah. problem, too, has been, like, the Royals have one loss in there to Cleveland that was 4 nothing, and it felt like it was 12 nothing. Oh, it should have been 12 nothing. You know. And, and that's where this losing streak, to me, is so frustrating because it doesn't seem like they've been in any of them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, at least for any foreseeable amount of time. Yeah. And and here I'll even I'll even top your disappointment by going. Here's more disappointment. I don't see what the Royals are doing different uh, from their winning not. from other than they're not winning now. They they, they really. They, last month we were talking about what has impressed you most, and we we were kind of scratching our heads. The one thing that I said was the seven, eight, nine hitters aren't, aren't and they done, suck. Aren't right done now. too bad. Well, they are. If they were the catalyst for our seven, eight games above five hundred last month, then they are the catalyst for us being uh, winless. And add in to the fact this that fucking whole month, Jorge Soler and Dozier suck at the plate right now. So. Yeah. At, well, most, don't, most, hey, don't leave out, uh, don't leave out Salvi. Well, Solaire was fucking awful. responsible for about every run last night. So I, I don't give a shit. <laughs> I'm not giving. I'm not. I'm not. What's if one it wasn't game. for Solaire, that game is seven to nothing. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> or eight to nothing. Whatever. Okay, so eight. he should have driven in seven runs over the course of the last three days, and True. then maybe we could have won a goddamn ball game. Mm. But. It it's like when I watch when I watch the at bats of Solaire and Dozier, they don't look like. I've heard him. We've made the joke before, but Jorge Solaire is Pedro Serrano. Mm. If I ever had a pitcher throw him a fastball, I'd pull him. Yeah. Just for throwing him one. Yeah. Whether he hit it or not, I I would pull him. Nope. Give me the lefty. Get him out of there. Nope. You're not gonna throw him fastballs. Because can't fucking get an off speed pitch to save his life. They they are him and and I know at the moment I'm because I'm not gonna pick on Nicky Lopez. Nicky Lopez is just playing like Nicky Lopez normally plays. He was clearly playing above his head ab- above his head for a month. So was uh, Michael Taylor. At least Michael Taylor kind of admitted it. Like I remember after that first week, he was like, "Yeah, I'm not gonna get too excited. I've been doing this for a while." <laughs> You think he knew that he he was hot one weekend, 
Although when he where he disappointed but, me more was his the the that triple should not have been a triple last night. Well, he did he did a couple. I think that's the thing about Nikki over Michael Taylor though. Taylor's a little older and he's been around for a while. Nikki, you don't really know what his actual ceiling is. Oh, I think we know what his ceiling is. We do now this year. Yes, we're starting to see it now. But before, he's never been able to start. For about a whole month, it's always been... The one thing that he has done is now I'm not on the fence about what to do with Mondesi when he's healthy. I want Mondesi back in at shortstop. (laughs) God, when when was the last time we said that? Last year. When I wanted to trade him. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's the one thing he's done is like I was I was all about I know because now that everything don't upset the apple cart I'm in no hurry to have it back now that everything sucks and and we're terrible we need him back because this is the time that he shines the most (laughs) yep he gets us back on our winning ways send him back down again (laughs) send him back down well (laughs) once we reach 500 you're going back down or maybe a game over I remember yeah one of the Getting things the fuck that out of there. I was happy about for Dayton Moore the first month of the season was it wasn't that the Royals were struggling and they were losing a bunch of run one one run games and you were wondering fuck what if Bobby Wood Jr. was up here mm-hmm. you know because he they Royals saved him from that criticism because they were winning games without him and we were in this situation like we were in 2016 where we were like why in the fuck isn't Whit Merrifield up here. And then when Merrifield got here, oh my God, the team started scoring runs and the team started winning games, but it didn't matter because we sucked so bad in April. So now I'm like, now I kind of want Bobby Wood Jr. back up in here too because I think this team needs a shot in the arm. Well, I, I, I said this to Roger this morning. So, month of April, even if you still wanted Bobby Wood or, or you know one of the pitchers that... that We've got, um, if you wanted them up here right now, God damn, i got to have them right now. And like, where, when and where would you put them yeah. at this point? Yeah. Because you don't want to upset the apple yeah. cart like you said, Matt. Yeah. Now it's like, when? Yeah. And who can we pull and replace? Oh, I, I, anybody. Yeah. yeah. Is there anybody in that lineup that you would be like, eh, let's not, let's not mess with that guy. I. I mean, from from five five through nine, take your fucking pick. Uh, the only, yeah, no. It's from a from a batter standpoint. Yeah, the, the, yeah, been attending. I wouldn't. He's at the two hole unless they. Oh, okay. He's hitting two seventy. I got more right with that. But I'm saying five through nine from they the moved bat, him back down. batting order. Five through nine. Who would you be like? They could all go. Mm, let's not mess with that guy. No, there ain't, there ain't nah, nobody. Five nobody. 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 Yeah, unless they did, they could have moved Benintendi back down. I don't know. If they did, sure, okay. Leave him alone, but... I don't know if this is right. I think he's tonight he's in the five hole. I think he was in the five hole last night. They too. were talking about changing him again. Yeah. Just to kind of mix things up. So He's actually <clears throat> not as dreadful as he was the first couple of weeks of the season. He's, yeah. He's kind of... He's doing. He's, he's getting, one of the. He's one of the few bright spots, yeah. and it's. 
It's not like he's been that bright. But There's been a couple of games I'm like, we're not coming back unless Benintendi gets to bat four times in a row. You're right. And and <laughs> at least we're not going to get no hit tonight because at least Benintendi will get one in yeah. there somewhere. Know, he always gets a And it won't be somewhere. a perfect game because Santana will walk once. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Those two guys make sure, yeah, the no hitter. You got to make sure that they're, 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 one, both those guys can't be out. You're going to have to pick. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to pick. Right. If they both need a day off, they can't have it at the same time. Too much pressure on to come in in the eighth inning to pinch hit to keep to break up the perfect game that some schmuck I've never heard of is throwing against them yeah. for the fucking Tigers. So let me ask you, let me pose this question. Do you guys want him? Yeah, some schmuck. Oh, I, it's, schmuck. It's, that's definitely how it would go, though. Yeah. He's totally right. Well, let me pose this question to you guys then. It hasn't really been brought up a lot on the local radio that I that I've heard. But is it time to start looking at uh, Bobby Witt Jr.? Um, any pitchers come to mind that you would like to go ahead and see? Because we saw Daniel Lynch, and holy murder, he's got. Is he going to get one more shot, or are they going to send him down? You got. You got to give him another shot. His first, his first start was adequate. Yeah. Adequate only said the exact way that you said it. Adequate for a guy who's this is his very first time in the major leagues. This the, is his first start. This is I'm gonna this is I'm gonna sound like a moron. So you can lay into me after I say it, but okay. The word is he's tipping his pitches. I've been hearing this too. Because the Royals have even said this. He's tipping his pitches. I want him to get another chance to see if he can fix that. No, I don't. I I don't. I want him to go back to the minors if that is the case. And I want him to go back today. And here's why. Because I want whoever the fucking pitching coach is, to be fired today as well. Because if the... Uh, not Detroit, I'm sorry. It was the Chicago White Sox could find out in about three pitches that he's tipping his pitches. What is our fucking pitching coach doing? But that's not Lynch's fault. That's the pitching coach's no, fault. Right. But how come the pitching coach... No. no I'm not saying I, you're I want, wrong. I want Lynch back down in the minors because it's like... You, we got some retooling to do. And we're not doing it up here against the fucking White Sox on Friday. Not happening. Uh, apparently they moved his start date up one, so he's actually going to be facing the uh, Tigers tomorrow. Mm-hmm. If he makes it <laughs> to Thursday. <Is> it tomorrow? <laughs> yeah. Uh, you want to try to tweak... Some tipping up here in the majors in start number three. You called him up here. I think you're going to have to live and die with it for a little bit. No, I don't believe you. Can. I don't believe you have to because Junis wasn't bad. I know. I so know. it's not like we have nowhere else to go. I know. Also, I know, but you had a it, bleeding bullpen, though. It, well, this also co- this also coincides 
with our fucking losing streak. When did Daniel Lynch come up? At the start of it. Yeah. When did Jake Junis go into the bullpen? At the start of this fucking losing streak. I'm not saying that there's any correlation there, but it's it's like... Well, there's you, some you, correlation there. Well, you upset the apple yeah, cart. Yeah. Like we were talking about you don't want to do right now. You Right at that point in time, tinkering, don't. Don't. Daniel Lynch, if anything, you want to bring him up. If anything, put him in the fucking bullpen for a five, six, seven guy. I've heard. Or put Miner in the bullpen and let I would. Lynch be the I star. would be. I would be much more okay with with Miner. I'm not going to take credit for this. I heard somebody else say it. Uh, Lynch is going to have to live or die with being a starting pitcher because of his mechanics. His uh, his delivery has got a crap ton of moving parts. That does not lend itself to warming up quickly and coming into a game out of a bullpen. So he's kind of painted himself into a corner. That's what I think of that. He's well, Royals must have known that. I can't imagine that's a new development. Um, but he's his, his his mechanics will not allow him to be someone that you can call when there's one out in the bottom of the sixth. And what is it about Jake Junis then? That made you go, oh, that's a bullpen material right there. I would not have made the move. The guy, the guy does not. There's a lot of people excited about it, though. The average, the average. I same. I would not have made the move. Average bullpen pitcher in Major League Baseball, minimum ninety-five mile an hour. Not Junis. When was the last time Jake Junis threw ninety-five mile an hour? Maybe. A week ago, when he put it the one everything he had behind it and never hit it again, entire appearance. So if Daniel Lynch has got too many technical difficulties to be in the bullpen, well, what does fucking Jake Junis got that makes him qualified to be in the bullpen? Simple. He does get warmed up quick. Oh shut up! Junis does only have like this three, guy three pitches. So. I'm by, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna pump. Punch Matt for there is some truth to what he's saying. I know, but I don't care. <laughs> but <laughs> well, that's a but if it makes you feel any better, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have moved Junis because Miner's got more experience in bullpen than have, any of them. I would yeah. have moved. I would have moved Miner. And Junis at that point was your most reliable pitcher, not named Danny Duffy. Which is shocking, the Danny Duffy. Which again, this is stuff that I've been, I've been kind of like you. You, you you said you can't, you can't uh, take credit for some of the things you said. I can't take credit for this one. There has been rumors on radio here that people thought Jake Junius was on the decline. I, I don't. As far as his, like his next start could have looked like Daniel Lynch's last start. This is, I've heard the argument, and this is where I say I fucking hate analytics. Mm-hmm. Fuck, this is where I get mad, and you force me to go this other way where I'm like, no, fuck analytics. Because to me, that's somebody looking at a spreadsheet and, and, not, and, and making a decision based on how numbers are trending rather than watching the guy fucking bulldog his way through a fucking appearance. Because the one, you know, the one thing Junis was not doing was going out and getting 
fucking rocked on a on a was he having to battle? Sure, but I could argue Danny Duffy's got great numbers, but that ain't been easy. You know, Danny Duffy's got a great ERA. No, he's got he's had a couple starts. There have been a he's got a couple starts that were easy, but then he's there had been some starts where it's like ew. You know that that Cleveland game that he ended up losing. Which I'm not blaming on him. He had no fucking help. It seemed like there was a runner on second base at the start of every fucking inning. Yeah. He only gave up four runs. Well, so if if you look at if you look at that on a spreadsheet, you know, okay, but what how the fuck did that translate? And that's where like I I've heard that argument with Junis, but it was like motherfuckers still I'm not saying winning games, he's still keeping them in games. Because right now, it doesn't fucking matter. You know, the Tigers score three runs in the second inning. They may be all they fucking need. Yeah. You know, Junis can have one bad inning and give up three runs and then fucking lose because we've got two base runners over the first six innings. Yeah. So, I I would not have made the move. I've heard that argument, too, that they felt like he was declining. Yeah. My problem, Miner has... Way more experience in the bullpen. And if you're looking at numbers of how shaky somebody was looking and declining, Mike Miners couldn't look that much worse than Jake Junis's. Because I ain't been wowed by a single goddamn performance by Mike Miner. All of his have been very... I was wowed. Very workmanlike. I was wowed by his performance in the first inning on Sunday. Okay. That was the game I was at. I think he threw eight pitches. And he got through one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And and then the, the, the Royals immediately went out and scored a run. It all collapsed after that one run was scored because mm-hmm. then Salvi fucking hits into a double play and the fucking inning's over. And then, But you're like, Miner started us off. Like, okay, all right. Eight pitches, we're out of this inning, or out of this half of the inning. And then? Good job. Uh, Merrifield hits double. We get him scored in. It's one to nothing. It didn't end well. That rest of that inning didn't end well, but whatever. It's like, okay, we got some kind of momentum here. Second inning, three runs. Hmm? Over. No, it wasn't over. Ah, for all intents and purposes. No, no. (laughs) No, no, it wasn't over because Chicago scored eight, or, uh, sorry, uh, five more. So, yeah. So it wasn't over. <clears throat> what do you think, Roger, about analytics? Put too much emphasis on it, not enough emphasis on any sport. On any sport? Sure. Why not? Oh. We'll leave it open to any sport. <clears throat> is there is there, is there a, a point where you're like, you're looking at too many numbers? I think baseball does. Okay. I think baseball looks at too many numbers. I think football is the more simplest one. The only, the only, the only time I think that football puts too much in analytics is the combine. I would agree. I, that's the only time I think the and tonight, which we'll get into in our next. Yeah, segment, so. um, <clears throat> that's not analytics. That's showmanship and presentation. Hmm. Right. That's another problem. No, I, 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 I think, I think. Well, you got me on that one. I, we've, fair point. It was, it was discussed, and 
everywhere, and we discussed it. I we watched the, in my opinion, we watched the Rays give up on a chance to win the World Series because of analytics. I mean, I think that's that's the thing. And baseball, we, where we, it gets overused, is because I, well, in I like football, it. You are not taking out your best player to put in some other guy. Now, granted, football is one of those different sports, but in basketball, it's the same thing. Well, that's what I wanted to <clears> ask <throat> you: is does does basketball look at analytics and go, okay, no. this guy? There are uh, some guys that don't. This come guy off the against floor. this guy against the <laughs> Chicago Bulls just sucks. Whatever, yeah, so players. we're going to bench him tonight for this other Barring game. injury, your best five are on the floor. Yeah. I mean, they do do certain situations of where guys have higher shooting percentages in certain situations. But, but at the same time, though, they're looking at who, in basketball, they go with the hot hand. Yeah. Well, it, that is a big part of who, because here's a good example of it. So Tyler Hero... For the Heat, really led the charge last year with uh, Butler to them making the championship and stuff. This year, he's not shooting at the same percentage and stuff, but he may in the playoffs because he last year he was shooting almost forty five percent throughout the playoffs, and in that playoff games he was shooting close to fifty six percent. And so, what you do is is you go with the hot hand. He was the hot hand. So you kind of do that, and you set him up with his best shot then. That's where the game management coach comes into of, okay, I know this guy, when he shoots in the corner over here, he shoots a higher percentage than this corner. Well, he's the hot guy, so we're going to have him shoot in that corner, and we're going to draw a play up. But that's not really analytics. That's no, just... I- that's just well, trending toward one guy almost, and saying, well, take your best shot. I almost akin that to, like, you'll have the way a roster is constructed isn't based so much on analytics, but who gives you the best chance to win. When, when Mizzou was the favorite to go to the Final Four, when they were the two seed, we had, we had that no... Was bef- <coughs> that was before Before Roger born. was born. <laughs> had, we had no forwards. We had four guards. Yeah. And then we had two power forwards. We had Moore and, and, and uh, Ratliff. So uh, teams would have to change how they played against Missouri because your big men typically can't defend out on a perimeter. Or a post. Or a post, you know. So, But I think that's more gamesmanship in but basketball. Also, the game is not played that way now either. Yeah, it's like, changed even since then. Because now... Sinners can do that. Yeah, <laughs> Joel Embiid, you are not going to try to post up him at the key, at the top of the key, because he will block the fuck out of you. The reason why I asked that question, I'm glad you you, you kind of fell for my trap a little bit. <clears throat> uh oh. No, it, no, not in a bad way. Traps you. He's going to punch me. Yeah. yeah. So basketball, you would say there's a lot of reliability on hot hand and not so much any kind of analytical analysis or or how much you're paying somebody. If this motherfucker's hot, you keep him out there. Yeah. What does football kind of do? They don't really look at analytics either. They look at how much goddamn money you're paying somebody. And you're going to fucking force them out onto the field whether it fucking works or not. And then you have baseball that over-relies 
on numbers. Some teams worse who, than others. Who's who's right? See, I would argue with you that football, bad teams do that. What's that? Force people out that they pay a lot of money to. Bad teams do that. Um, I'm specifically looking at like the quarterback spot and probably even the running back spot. Okay. Um, you can't tell me that if Pat Mahomes gets some kind of boo-boo and he's going to be out for three weeks and whoever his replacement is goes out and throws for 2,000 yards in three games with 10, uh, 10 touchdowns and no interceptions that... Chad Henney? Yeah, that they're going to go, you know what, he's pretty fucking good. We're just going to keep Pat Mahomes on the bench for a little while longer here. Uh, no, he, he's coming back. He's coming back and he's playing football whenever he's healed up. Yeah, but um, how many times has that fucking happened? Uh, I don't know. It happened at least one time here in Kansas City. Rich mm-hmm. Gannon... Elvis Gerbach. Except um, nobody's ever going to confuse Elvis Gerbach with Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> nope. Nope. That's kind of my argument. <laughs> Is that, okay, yeah, it's probably happened, but I, you're I, talking no, about two I, quarterbacks that are um, meddling. How, and then... how about Bledsoe and Brady? <sighs> I think... My problem is that Bledsoe wasn't that successful, though. He's a bigger name, but I don't but think they, he was... They paid a shitload of money for I him. I know, but it was easy to change because it wasn't like he was winning a lot of games or postseason, you know? And I mean, there's did Baker Mayfield not lose his job a couple years ago? No. Or did no. they keep him in... Who was it? One of those youngsters, I was thinking, lost his job for a moment. Trubisky did. did. <laughs> yeah, well, he had it coming. Um, but he wasn't making a lot either because he's on his rookie deals. Come, come, come back around on that one, but yeah. Uh, I base, don't know of any young guy. That baseball is the sport that relies on it. But my, my question to you guys then is, who's right? There's a balance. I don't have a problem with analytics, but <laughs> it, I don't, I don't, you can over-rely on it. I think football is trying to instill it. But they don't really know how to because a lot of it is so situational. Well, and then the, and re- the game is so and close and fast nowadays that. And I think the problem, I think the problem with it in the NFL is uh, I'm going to pick on the pick on the Raiders for a minute. Okay. Analytics should tell you that speed kills, right? Yeah. Fastest team's going to win. They have made a franchise out of drafting guys that could, quote, run, unquote. Ain't one shit. Because track speed doesn't equate to winning football games. Well, Can it help? Sure. See Tyree Kill. Well, to interrupt you and your thought process on that, the reason why they continue to do that is because it did work. In 83? In the 70s. Yeah. Okay. No, it did. In the 70s and in the early 80s. And not since. Right. No. It, yeah, it's it's a stupid platform to think about. But there was a time where that was successful. Okay. They're just so outdated and, and dumb 
that they just think that this is going to continue to work, and that's not that's not the case. They don't. They haven't adapted. But I think what we're trying to argue here too is <clears> that in football, a lot of times they look at the analytics and they build a team around it, kind of to try to win it that way, though. But you don't see many teams use it in game that much, though. Right. You have not seen that to I, the ninth degree. I, You've seen where they try to pick on certain mismatches and stuff, and that's usually where you kind of get into the analytical part of it, but mm-hmm. that's more of basic stuff. I mean, okay, this cornerback can't cover. McCole Hardman. Yeah. Plays that are designed specifically to go to McCole Hardman. If you want to argue there's an analytical component to that, I guess you could call it that. I could say easily it's gamesmanship because if you're in game and you're like, well, there's two guys on Kelsey, and if we send Hill just running a decoy pattern this way, there's going to be some four-string corner trying to cover McCole Hardman, and that's not going to end well for you Ravens. (laughs) And that's what they would do. Um, It's calculated risk. But, but, (laughs) you know, I I don't think football, you know – Travis Kelsey is never coming out of the game while the game is still in doubt. Yeah. Because you you think that Blake Bell is a better option <laughs> against... From a percentage standpoint, <laughs> on third yeah. and third and yeah. one, he he's, has been he's not 98% coming, effective. He's not coming yeah. off the field. Right. You know. or, or you want to look at it, you know, okay, so Chad Henney ran the infamous play against Cleveland and stuff. Well, it... People broke down the analytics of it, but it wasn't really analytical because it was like they run that play all the time. And he picked it. And he picked it. He's comfortable with it. It's his number one play. It's a calculated decision. It's not a analytical, hey, we looked at the other team. This is their b- biggest weakness. No, it was the biggest strength for our team. And that we know we can run it. And that's actually a great example because... We all watched. We were watching. The, we were all watching the game. Romo thought for sure it was going to be a decoy yeah. play, and they were going to call a timeout. And then there were lots of people who thought that Chad Henney read something at the line of scrimmage and decided no, they already knew that was the play they were going to run because he doesn't have many plays that he runs every week. He really only has a handful because of practice time or whatever. And that's the one that they that he picked. You know that's fascinating. So I mean, it's that, and, but but you don't see that in baseball though. Where no, but okay, I'm comfortable against these hitters. Yeah, and stuff. Why not? I don't know. I, I don't have the answer for you. Because I think I in think football that, that is the most common thing. Sure, I think that was brilliant what you said. That baseball you can't. They did. They did. The Chiefs did on that play. What was the best for them? Yeah, for the team themselves. Yeah, and and how they felt he, most comfortable with that. He feels most. The Browns had nothing to do with it, right? What alignment they, the Browns were they didn't in, care right? Who, who was right. in the field? What so defense why, why can't they the Royals in? go? Okay, this is the most comfortable. This is the most. This makes the most sense for this particular situation. Whatever, you know. And if it's like. Keeping Danny Duffy in for two more innings as opposed to pulling him because he's at 85 pitches or, you know, well, do it. When he's going, I can last 95. Yeah, I can go 100. Come on. I I don't know. 
<clears throat> I think I think that's where it goes into what Matt's talking about that baseball is now overanalyzed with mm-hmm. analytics, and they've gone completely the other direction. Because I I can the argue. other problem I would argue too is why I've been saying a long time you play too many games and you got to manage the load. Because that's why you can't do it. Because you got to get through a 162 game grind and pitchers are superstitious. Because that, that's the whole reason the and, NBA now wants to decrease the amount of games. And they have they have routines. They're used to every five days. This many days rest, day off. That's why you. But that's why the NBA wants to reduce the amount of games now is because they're finding out when you try playing your best players all the time, it can get a little taxing. And where I think analytics can be a problem is that I could argue, even though he's frightened me when I've done this, is I've watched Danny Duffy pitch. He's in the sixth inning. He's 85 pitches. He's given up one run, but I'm scared shitless. Get one more inning out of him because maybe in the back of my mind, I know the bullpen's been. Well, and now now been, you're starting to dive into. But are you going to analytically look at that, or are you just going to gut check that and go? That's mm-hmm. a gut check for me, and the reason why I say it's a gut check was because I also recognize that that's not apples to apples. Danny Duffy might be at 85 and could gut through another inning and get you to 100, but I may see a guy like. Lynch or Singer or Bubich, who doesn't have a lot of experience, be at 45, and I don't think they can get to 50. But now you've moved away from what <clears throat> what I'm going to pigeonhole the NBA is doing, and that's let's go with the hot hand. I'm more in favor of that than the analytics. You know, if, if, <laughs> well... But you're pulling away from it by going, well, Danny Duffy has, you know, 20 more starts this year, and we have to keep him, uh, you know, down certain pitches to keep him well, from no, getting more around and taxing. But let's put him one more out there. That's opposite right. of that thing. But, are we, but, but, we're, but what the reality is is they're looking at the analytics too much by saying, all right, he's reached his max. But you also... I mean, but unless he's pitching a no hitter, complete game thing, he's out. But in the back of you, the head, your head, you have to realize that too, though, because like in the NBA, I mean, there is a lot of component of load management and stuff. You know, mm-hmm. okay, if I play this guy for the first twenty four minutes of the basketball game, I'm probably only going to get another seventeen minutes, good minutes out of him so in the second half. LeBron James is potentially going to break the all-time scoring record in a single game and you're going to bench him because we got to reserve him for the next couple of days? No. 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 But that's what baseball does. That's true. Baseball does do that. And then I would argue to you, yes, basketball does not do that. <clears throat> minus minus a no-hitter, yeah. perfect game time type of situation. But they, when they the guy is rocking and rolling, mm-hmm. rolling guys down, mm-hmm. in the seventh inning they're going out there and going, okay, hand it over. But right. the problem with baseball is we've seen it firsthand where it backfires. Well, just look at the last ten. <laughs> well, no, I'm not. Well, the going, last I'm, ten actually I'm nothing. To, I'm talking worked, about so. your situation where okay. they pull the guy. Yeah, with Harvey yeah. against the Mets and the Royals. Ah, yeah. they let him go back out there, mm-hmm. and he got fucking shoved. Yes. No. Well, yes, he did. Yes. However, 
<laughs> you're, and you are 100% right. You are, there's no question you're right. <laughs> however, tells it all. Like, well, no, however, this, I, I God, I wish we would have known each other when that was going because all of us that were watching that game said it's one pitch or it's one batter at a time. Yeah. You walk that guy, you're out. That's why I'm telling my guy. If the leadoff guy gets goes, on, you're out of the game. If the leadoff guy gets on, you're out. I'm giving you one one guy, one guy at a time. He walked the first guy. He's out. I know I'm not I don't care if he's well, let's see if he's got some no, juice in him to do a double play here or something like He's out. They didn't. They didn't. And the other part of that was And that is not of... analytics. That is that was, that was we did we wanted him to stay in the game because yeah, we felt just... like they were gonna the Royals could come back on that. That was that's my gut. Scott and I looked at each other. You know, I never Matt's will forget this as Dave long as I and live. And everybody else that was there. Because like two runs is not enough to win this game. And that was going into the top of the ninth. But all I'm saying is is that that guy was mowing him down. And yes. they went with him. Yes. And yes, they probably should have had a shorter leash on him. But in your scenario, there have been times when it has backfired. Yes. Well, and... That's why I think some so managers. Did, well, if did, I don't. I don't want to give. I don't want to give. I, I, I. That World Series is such an interesting debate. Oh, we can do a whole couple, three. Because I because here, here's the thing too is it was like, honest to God, if I'm trying to be objective and not a Royals fan, Terry Collins was fucking damned if he did. He was damned if he was not. Because you you look at Game One. Where we had the lead, they came back, they took the lead, and the fucking guy comes in the game that's not blown a save since July and gives up a home run to tie the game in the top of the ninth. Every, and then every decision Collins made in that World Series had the backdrop of with the Royals just... They kind of defied analytics <laughs> with, with what with what they did, but the one thing that you knew was they never quit. They won, you know, I forget what the stat was, but they were outscored by double-digit runs the first six innings in that World Series. It was it was stupid what our how many runs we'd scored in the first six compared to the Mets. But then it was completely lopsided the almost the exact same amount, but only in three innings. So it's an interesting debate because if it were me, like, I understood why Collins put him back out there. And if I'm Collins, I'm happy my guy wants to go back out there because that's my ace. That's my guy. You know, but even he admitted that his original plan, he deviated from it because he got caught in a moment. His plan, he he had already decided. It worked worked against the Royals before with Madison Bumgarner. Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So why would you not do it? Well, I'm, I'm, because because we're, we're talking about kind of the Royals today. Yeah. Do you guys remember? It was 
when we were still actually winning. Yeah. <laughs> Heck, I remember Do you remember days. that that Brad Keller game? It was short and a while ago. <laughs> yeah, but there's a Brad Keller game where, man, he he, he got he got the win, but yeah, it he was battled. not yeah. pretty. He yeah. battled. Yeah. And, and it was like his he, third. He come out. Of, he start. came out on the fifth inning, and you're and I'm sitting here watching the game, going, "Ah, that was it. He's done." Yeah, he's out of gas. You know, good job. Brought him back out for the sixth inning. I'm like, what are they doing? That's where I think you tell your guy, you get one batter. You get him out. You get one more batter. You get him out, you get one more batter. And I, and I think if you want to expand that, stretch that leash out a little bit, like I'm talking about trying to do with, you know, Danny Duffy, and it's like he's cruising along, and and you want to then take him out of the game. One batter at a time after that. And, and maybe you just go one more inning then. If that's if that's where you want to go with it, see if he can get out of it. And that's where I, I feel like Matheny did a fantastic job with that, with Keller in that particular game. I haven't been thrilled with him after that. Even though, probably analytically speaking, he's right. Well, and then what sucks is it's still, for me, like... Royals fans, I'm going to say Kansas City fans because Chiefs fans are equally stupid sometimes. Their first instinct when anything goes wrong is fire somebody. Like Andy Reid should have been fired like six years ago. Or blame coaches. You know. Mm-hmm. Matheny, for me, all of his pitching decisions, he's been let off the hook because it doesn't fucking matter. I don't give a fuck who he starts. I don't give a fuck who he pulls. If you're averaging a run and a half a fucking game, it doesn't fucking matter. So I'll admit that I'm I'm reluctant to even have an opinion on what Matheny's done. I I don't like moving my 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 reasoning for not liking Junis being moved to the bullpen and putting Lynch in his spot was that it had been working. Yeah, that's 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 the only decision that he's made that like I can say that no, dude, you fucked up. Well, because it, it felt like it felt like to me like he did like. Okay, Salvi, you, you you know you've been hitting pretty good here in the three spot. We're gonna put you down to eight. Why? Yeah. Why? Don't, if if why? If if <laughs> if we were going to move Junis to the bullpen, I would have rather it had been he's been rocked on his last three starts, and we're gonna put Lynch in his spot. Okay, that wasn't the case, but. The batters have let Matheny off the hook. I'm not willing to be that critical of him because it does no, not... I don't feel like I'm trying to be critical. I just... Uh, I'm just throwing some options out there. Of, of, sure. Now that we've seen some... Blah. And now I'm to the point that I'm almost thinking this is what my thought would have been the second week of April where we've only won two games where the team needs a shot in the arm. And that's where I'm like, now I think you need Alberto back as soon as he's healthy. You know, which I can't believe I want. Because I, I want to be done with him. I'm just, I'm frustrated with him. But 
if just so he can tear his ACL. Again, I know, I know. I'm gonna regret it. You can log in the logbook <laughs> yeah. on on, uh, on May, 12th, the May 12th. I was all about it, and I'll be pissed off on the 23rd <laughs> when he's June? yeah, you know, June when he's strained another oblique um, broken ankle. You know, but now I almost feel like they need to make some moves to try to give this team a shot in the arm because it's not happening. Um, I, you know, like I, I was disappointed the game after the the singer was ejected and Grafal got ejected and Matheny was ejected. They're like, all right, they're fired up. They're going to come back. And, and no, no, they did, they did not come out and end it. And now I'm hoping again because I'm stupid. You know what? You had a chance to win that game last night. And you let it get away. And I want to be excited that they're going to come out and beat the Tigers today 9-2. to two, But Well, that's what I was just getting because the game's on. So I need to... Uh, so, I, but I don't have any reason to be optimistic. Find the goddamn game quicker. But that's what they're going to do. Well, we're up 2 to nothing. So what? Give it a minute. <laughs> this is a Duffy start. I sound like fucking Randy Quaid. <laughs> the blow up the playoffs. <laughs> hey, vile thing. Vile thing. You make my butt sting. Uh, Perez doubled the center for the first run. Merrifield scored. Santana to third. Benintendi hit a sack fly to left. Santana scored. There's our boy, Benatendi. He'll break up something. That's our boy, Blue. <laughs> He's been the followed most by, followed by uh Followed by Perez with his yeah. fucking double play. Double. And Santana probably walked. Yeah. <laughs> Which at this point, fine. Fuck it, walk. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. Who cares? I was trying to look at what happened. Yep, Santana walked. <laughs> None of us were shocked by this, obviously. And down with the perfect game. He walked on a 10, 10 balls. Wow. 10 balls? 10 balls thrown. Jesus. Yeah. It was a ball, a strike. That's a lot of a balls. Strike, ball, ball, foul, 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 ball. <laughs> <laughs> You know what he did it when he. You know what when the Royals walk. when the Royals played him, he walked. He did the same shit. Again. Or he hit a home run, and he's doing. He's consistent. That seems like that's all he ever did when we played him. His on base percentage was like a billion. Yeah, for when an, he, for infinity anal, for analytics, he's the number one player that. You oh, pay. you pay him the most oh. money. Yeah, if he got yeah if he got if he got paid by on base percentage. Shit, he'd be Albert Poles. Except well, he, employed. He probably <laughs> does get paid for on base percentage because that's how they fucking get paid now yeah. is by analytics. Yeah. I don't know if we want the Royals. I don't know if we want to get into this on this segment, but how about the Albert Pohlholz saga? Woo! Speaking of analytics, because I would not have made that deal back when's, in When's he gonna be a Royal? Uh they've already said they're not interested, so mm. That's too bad. So, uh, I don't want to sound like I know anything, but I called that one way back when, that that was not going to work out well. How many years was 
How many more years does he have on his contract? Was this his final year, or has yeah, he still got another couple? Like one, or two. one or two more, because it was like a six-year deal when he took yeah, it. Yeah, but who gives a shit? Because it's the Angels, and A, they can afford it to do that. I and think B, that's why I like it. They still suck. They ain't yeah, won they nothing. still suck. Yeah, they ain't won nothing. <laughs> I think it's a cautionary tale. Is I, it? Yeah. Yeah. Only cautionary tale to the Royals. No, because I think Pirates you know, or the, the when was the last time you saw anybody do a free agent sign for that kind of money at that age? That has worked out. I mean, you look. They were they were talking about they won you games. Miguel Cabrera with the amount of money he's making, and I like Miggy. Don't get I I I actually like Miguel. I should hate him because he's made a Hall of Fame career playing against the Royals. But he is making an insane amount of money, and he's batting under 200 right now. So I do think it's a cautionary tale. I don't think you're going to see anybody on the wrong age of whatever getting six-year deals for that think, amount of money anymore. I think the days are over of paying older players a crap ton of money. Yeah, ask Mike Moustakis, who's not even an older player. I But I, still is like... And he's basically going year to year. Yes, he's he finally. Well, he yeah, finally he got, got a two or three a long term, but not what, long term. But but what got him? One. But what I think got him that were two things. Number one, he's left-handed. That helps. It's cheap. Well, no, and he also started playing second base. Mm-hmm. So he's he's kind of got that multi-positional. That he, can, he can give you a third. He can give you. And I, I'm not saying that he's a gold glove defender at either position, but he's an option for you. And when you're a left-handed bat, that you now have two positions that you can Well, guys like, like like Whit Merrifield are sitting, starting to get looked at more and more. Sure, too, sure. Like, like, you know what? Okay, the guy bats 250, which he bats better than that. But uh, we got a 250 guy that Play can... six places. Yeah, he can do everything except for pitch and catch. We could use him? Sure. Well, I think also what Matt's saying, though, it's a cautionary tale of, like, when Mike Trout turns 35, is he going to get a contract? No. Yes. I don't think so. Yes. I don't. Not unless it's from the Angels, and I would say that's different. Because that's their guy. I think it'd be for the Angels. He would... The I could see the Angels doing it in his case, because he is a Hall of Famer, and they want to keep him in an Angels uniform. But... The Yankees wouldn't offer him the same amount of money to go to the Yankees. The Cubs wouldn't offer him the same amount of money to go to the Cubs. I think you're... I wouldn't throw anything past the Cubs. I don't. I, I, th- I don't think so. I think they're the Oakland Raiders of baseball. I think they got. Burned. I think they make some dumb decisions. I think they got burned with Ben Zobrist. I think. I, I think the Angels make probably uh-huh. some of the. They dumbest got burned decisions. by Hayward. That ownership group will never make another decision okay. like that. All right. Not after what. I think after Jason Hayward got benched in the World Series for Jorge Soler. They will never make that decision again. I think between Hayward and Zobers, I think that's that ship has sailed. Now they are. Zobers was a good pickup for now, one year. Not for not, what they not gave for them. the the Royals ended up being right on that one. <laughs> Were they not? Well, the Royals wanted him Single. back, but the Royals only wanted him back on like a one or two, and he got the four or five out of out of the Cubs. Yeah, well, if his wife wouldn't have left him in the midstream of what twenty sixteen or twenty seventeen, no, his wife 20. it went off the rails. His life, he, yeah, it was it was it was bad. It wasn't just his divorce; it was everything. But it was there. That's where it started. He disappeared. Ah, because his wife left him. 
I'm never going to talk bad about the guy. He won a World Series with the Cubs at 16 and the Royals in 15. <laughs> I'm, the trying, I'm, I'm defending him. I'm, I'm defending now, him. Now, I say that, but I did not like the Cubs signing him to that long of it. He was on the wrong side of 30. He was not a good pickup and a good sign. From he was, but not for the years. Not for the amount of money okay, and years that he signed. For the years, I'm talking contract strictly. Gotcha. His right. contract... Bad was contract. not good. Bad contract. It was bad. What the Royals offered him was good contract. Because if he something happens, especially at that age, it really can. And we're starting to see that with pools. That you just don't sign older players to long-term deals. You kind of sound like a caveman there for a second. It's <laughs> over us bad contract. <laughs> it's not wrong. <laughs> Zoldaris Royal, good contract. Yeah. <laughs> That's how it is. I mean, and the other thing is, I mean, it's also showing that you have to sign him younger, too. Like Tatis. Getting him now and locking him up. I love that move by San Diego. For 10 years, or was it? I think that's like 11. It's, it's, Evan Longoria. Yeah, did when, the it Rays, Tampa. when the Rays yeah. did that. Yeah. You do it at that age. You do not do it when they're 32. It's it's not good. So you it it's not even a financial decision because I get what you mean that these teams can make stupid decisions and oh well Red Sox they'll just bail themselves out mm-hmm. or you know Chicago yeah. they'll just yeah. bail themselves out. Yes. Well, yeah, but then you're still on the hook for that guy. I mean. That's that, and well, again, that's the difference between, especially football and bas- uh, baseball. Yeah, the guaranteed money versus the. No, well, not only that, but it's like, all right, we sign any, we sign anybody for anything, and it doesn't work out. The Royals are going to pay for that for years. Yeah, the Yankees don't give two fucking shits. Unless it's Bonilla. The Chiefs, yeah. That was the Mets. That was the Mets. Mets, But but the Chiefs, that's going to sting. That's going to sting, too. Um, Although, well, yeah, we'll go down that tube in another podcast. But football, you got to be really careful about what what you're spending your money on. And I don't care whether you're the Chiefs or the the New York Jets or the L.A. Raiders or, or, oh, uh, Chargers. Just as because you know the the bigger. I only bring up pool holds because I think that's what you have to have happen though. If you want to see any kind of changes in baseball, you're gonna to have to see some. I don't think that there's gonna be a single ripple effect from this. I do. I do. I, I don't. I don't. It's see a it. it's a specific instance, but I do. And it's like he said. I think you're gonna see like Tatis is making a crap ton of money, but I applaud them for doing it. Well, it's ten years. Well, and it's ten so years. It's, and he's young. Yes. I remember laughing at the time because I think Pohlholz was like 35, 34 years old and yeah. he signed like a six-year deal. It's like, my God, have you not watched baseball? Who the hell can still hit at 40? <laughs> yeah, but I, I'm going to... I'm gonna. Royals can't... The Royals can't do that. But if you... You believed in your heart of hearts as an Angels owner, GM, whoever, that Albert Pujols was going to be that guy 
It's going to get you over the hump and get you back into a World Series. What amount of money is too much? If you're the Angels, you're fucking stupid because you should have known it wasn't enough. <laughs> In that particular instance, they're fucking stupid because we played that team in 14. And... That went well. Yeah, it went well for them, didn't it? They didn't win a game. Yeah. You know, and... It's very rare in baseball that just adding one guy will fix it. Correct. It's not that sport. You know. Uh, it, it, but what if, what if they went to uh, a couple World Series? But they did not. My point is, though, is is that money well spent? Or no. sucker money if you went to a couple World Series of pool holes? It was great money if you went to a couple World Series with him, but you even look at Miguel Cabrera. He never won one with the Tigers. You know, they... They They've barely made the playoffs. You know, they, they went one year. They went one year, and they ran into the fucking Giants, and that was the end of that. But I would hardly say one World Series appearance was a worthy return for the investment on Miguel Cabrera. And I say that with all due respect for Miguel Cabrera. I think he's the best hitter I've seen in my lifetime. I, I, I respect the hell out of him, but at the time they signed him to that deal, he was too old. I still feel like as long as people think that this is going to be the guy that brings us over the hump, these contracts will still be out there. Okay. Maybe. Maybe. We haven't had one yet. In this year, or last year. Not for an older guy. Ah, uh, well... This is what I mean. CBA. I, Coming around. <clears throat> I don't know if that's going to make much of a difference, though. I don't know if it is either. Because they can't agree on anything anyway. So. No, but if they... if, <laughs> if No, and that's a bigger problem. <laughs> Their inability to agree on anything is probably yeah. a much bigger problem than what Their we're talking about. Their ability to disagree has, is epic. It's legendary. <laughs> <laughs> Because yeah. they'll argue about something for three hours and then decide they were actually in agreement, mm-hmm. but didn't realize it till they were three hours into the argument. Oh, yeah. Everybody just, at the table loves cherry pie, but they will fucking they will not fucking argue. eat cherry yeah. pie. Not if, if you like it. Yeah. Yeah. I, that, exactly. Listen, that's a much bigger problem than six-year contracts to thirty-five-year-old players. Yep. No matter who they are or what team or for what amount of money. All right. Well, this biodynamic. Okay. You're ready to wrap it up? Do. Yeah, probably. He's ready to bitch about the NFL now. I am. Okay. All right. Let's do it. Tune in next time. Uh, Later. Okay.